Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 143 of the J Situation podcast. I'm reading this on December 10th, 2022. How are you wonderful folks doing on this wonderful Sunday morning? Or a really late Saturday night, maybe. <laughs> maybe as you stumble home from the bar or that weird chick's house. No, <laughs> no, call an Uber. Yeah, no, <laughs> I hope you're doing well. I'm recording this podcast on Saturday night, and it should be published and ready for you on Sunday morning, okay? Um, Along with a brand new sound signature review. That's right. The Q-Full Nelson with Subsonic 300 Blackout. Boy, howdy. It's a barn burner, I tell you what. If you are listening to this podcast, chances are the review is live right now. So go check it out. That's right. If not, please go back to bed. You're up too early. Let's get on with the show. <laughs> this episode of the podcast is brought to you by High End Armament Technology, a dealer of exactly that, high-end arms and accessories. They have significant longevity in the machine gun and NFA game, as well as significant expertise in both the procurement and operation of night vision, thermal optics, and infrared sighting systems. Robert and his crew have decades of experience and actual knowledge of the gear so if there's a weapon system that's rare and you're having trouble locating it or if you need to get into the night vision or the thermal game or maybe the transferable machine gun game they're a great place to call check them out at highendarms.com on instagram at highendarms and they even have a facebook page which is you guessed it highendarms i hope they can help you folks out if you need it tell them jay sent you And, as always, the J-Situation podcast is proudly sponsored by Silencer Shop. That's right. You can use their kiosk, do your fingerprints and photos electronically, and in turn, you cut down on errors, you simplify your silencer purchasing process, you get a money-back guarantee. It's great. No transfer fees, no paperwork errors, just you and your silencer with no drama. It truly is silencer ownership simplified. That's right. Um, And... If you like, uh, check out True Shot Gun Club out of Arizona. You can find a link to them in the show notes of each episode at pewscience.com slash podcast or on Spotify or iTunes or however you're viewing these podcasts. When you click the link in the show notes there, um, it'll take you to their site. If you buy ammo using that link, it'll help the podcast. Okay? And if you want to join their A-Zone Club to get free shipping on all your ammo for a whole year, use code word pewscience and you get $20 off that membership. That's right. You win. They win. We all win. Hope it helps you. Also, Magpul. Say no more, fam. Use code word P-S-T-E-N. That's P-S-10 to get $10 off your order, $100 or more at Magpul.com. But get there by clicking the link on the website. It's awesome. And uh, maybe you can go stock up on mags like a lunatic. (laughs) You should. (laughs) And lastly, and most importantly of all, um, always now and forever, this podcast is brought to you by Pew Science pushing the sponsor industry forward, dragging them, kicking and screaming, one test at a time. Visit PewScience.com for the suppression rating. It is the simplest and the most accurate hearing safe rating for your suppressed small arms. And it's based on true human inner ear response from the entire gunshot, from before combustion takes place, all the way until all of the combustion is gone. Pew Science is the home of the Silencer Sound Standard. Seven sections. They're all on the website. It's the most in-depth and accurate silencer data and analysis in the world. Check it out on pewscience.com. And you can support this podcast, Pew Science, and all the testing I do by joining with a membership at pewscience.com. There's a donate feature on the review page and podcast page two. Every little bit helps. And something that's free and doesn't cost you anything, of course, go ahead and give this podcast a great rating on iTunes and Spotify to let folks know that silencers and guns are are awesome and will normalize the use of suppressed small arms. And uh, we will probably increase the efficacy of something, a new term I learned this week called the citizen defense industry. More about that in one of the topics today. (laughs) I got three topics this evening or this morning for you future people uh the time travelers topic one sound signature review 699 
the Q Full Nelson with Subsonic 300 Blackout. It's an early review, right before the holidays. That's right. And this review, like I said in the introduction, is published concurrently with this episode. That's right. So this is just going to be an introductory topic, introductory discussion for you with regard to this review. So we'll have some fun with that. Topic two, some more listener questions. That's right. Before the holidays, no less. And you, you bet your sweet suppressed small arms collection there, there is. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. He has jokes. Topic three, uh, I just appeared on episode 149 of the T-Rex Talk podcast, the T-Rex Arms podcast that uh, Isaac does. I, I was on there with him. Um, on that episode, we we discussed testing. We discussed the fire industry ecosystem. What did we talk about? We talked about integrity and the development of the citizen defense industry. It was really great. I really liked Isaac. He's so nice. I, I, I want him to be one of my gun friends. I think he'll be my friend. I'm excited about that. What a great way to end the year, you know? So to, to all the listeners, the, the readers, and, and all the Pew Science members, thanks for making 2022 amazing. I really do appreciate that. And so I just want to thank you in that topic, and I will do so per typical. Okay, so we'll go ahead and uh, topic one here at a time of six minutes and 25 seconds. Goodness gracious me, man. I Okay, look. <laughs> so this has been kind of a crazy day. Um. Obviously, I don't normally do these podcasts on, uh, I don't usually release reviews and podcasts on Sundays. That's lunacy. Um, completely uncharacteristic, but, um, you know, I have a lot of stuff to do. I'm not going to have time to do it this following week. And I really think it's important to get this information to the public. Okay. And so I'm doing it. And so today I kind of spent... You know, I, I had analyzed this data already in the queue, and so I spent all day today um, getting the article together and everything, and, uh, you know, I had some fires to put out and stuff, and I prepped for this podcast, so it's basically been a pretty long, a long weekend so far of Pew Science work for you, but I am so dang excited about this. You know, this, this review, <laughs> review 699, the 99th article published on PewScience.com. It is the Q Full Nelson with subsonic 300 blackout from the mini fix. Okay. And I want to give you an introductory discussion to this right now. We're, and I just want you to hang tight because this is crazy. And yes, you are hearing me correctly. This is real. This is not a drill. <laughs> and this is really being published right now. Okay. And I just want to tell you, this review was coming. It was gonna, it was coming. The timing couldn't be better. I seriously, I couldn't have planned this better if I tried. Okay. It's completely insane. And I, you know what? I took a bump of pre-workout just before this freaking podcast, and I am so amped right now. My fingers are tingling. I'm pointing at the screen. Let's get it on. <laughs> Let me get a drink of water one second. <laughs> I'm so amped, and it is so late. <laughs> and I haven't, I haven't even finished like some of the metadata in the review and stuff. I haven't. Oh my god, there's a mosquito. Get it. Ah. Oh, dude, this, if this mosquito bites me when I'm recording, this, this is going to be a problem. Plus, he's going to get high as a kite. Let's be honest. My blood is, my blood has the levels. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. We're only, what are we, only nine minutes in? <laughs> this is going off the rails already. <laughs> Hold on. <clears throat> Someone, one of my gun friends messaged me today. He's like, are you going to take pre-workout for this podcast? And I was like, bro, I already got it on deck. <laughs> Get swole. Okay, let let's let's come back to baseline here. Um, I <laughs> I bet you didn't think uh, this is gonna happen, right? I bet you didn't. No one no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. No, um, I bet you didn't expect this one, right? Um, I I've had this data for a minute actually, and I just couldn't break away from other scheduled publications. Um, I, 
I really wanted to get this done for you guys. It's a very highly requested review. I can't tell you how many people have requested this. Um, it just it kept get it kept being pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And I finally I I carved out a place. I had a target, and then I missed it. And then I carved out another place. I had a target, and then I missed it. And then finally. I actually had some I had another contractual obligation and I and and I'm not going to tell you who it was but it's just between me and that client. I called that client and I said, "Hey man, um I know I said that I was going to publish XYZ this year. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you I had something on my list. I need to get it done. Would you be okay if Pew Science members jumped in front? And that client is one of my, it's what it's a really good client of mine. And he was like, you know what, dude? Do it. And I'm this is the and this is the God's honest truth. I'm telling you right now. Like this dude, and this dude's listening. I promise you, he's listening right now. He was like, dude, do it. And I was like, thank you. You're a gentleman and a scholar. I'm going to make it happen for the Pew Science members. They funded this. They wanted it. What better time than now? Let's do it. And it worked out perfectly. And it's it's wholly funded by the research cooperative, just like the YHM Turbo T2 review was. Um, and... One of the reasons I do these big Pew Science member funded reviews like this is because these type these particular silencers have proliferated so widely that there's a significant benefit to the public at large of having this data and analysis. Okay, because it and and I I'll probably talk about this this episode but I've I've talked about it in the past and all of you folks who have followed the effort and are familiar with the Sonser Sound standard know once you have a really popular silencer in the standard it's so great for the public because they have context between it and so many others because chances are someone has shot a full full Nelson on 300 blackout or heard one or knows someone who has or has talked to someone who knows someone who has, and I can tell you unequivocally when this data drops tomorrow morning or in the in the future time in which you reside, when this data has dropped and Future J is speaking with you about it, there are going to be many people that are like, dude, I freaking knew it. What's up? And they're going to be like, Sha-sha! you know, and they're going to be like, yeah, what's up? They're going to be gloating. They're gonna be, dude, there's going to be chaos. And you know what? That's okay. Because guess what? They feel vindicated. Because now their conclusions that have been shown the whole in the whole United States, you know, are 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 vindicated by data and analysis that are correct, as is tradition, as is pure science. That's right. So that's great. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? So, um, here we are. It's Saturday night. I'm not deer hunting right now. What am I doing? recording the podcast for you to get this done so I don't leave you hanging. That's right. Sacrifices have to be made sometimes for the greater good. One second. Okay. So just so you know, before I get into this, uh, this is an introductory discussion. I I had some comments uh, the other week when I released the Turbo data concurrently with the podcast and one guy online was like he was like hey man like uh, i'm disappointed because your podcast episode like didn't really go into a deep dive and i said have no fear sir the deep dive comes the week after or the podcast episode after and he was like oh i was like yeah i was like it's not typical that i release a podcast and a review on the same day i just have to do it sometimes when my schedule gets compressed and that's and today or in your time in the morning is is just one of those days. So have no fear. On the next episode of the podcast, I will certainly go into a deep dive. This is just a introductory discussion. 
in which I give you a flavor of what you can expect as you look at this review right now. Because chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're because it's a Sunday morning, you're probably reading this at the same time. So you're you're, you're going to pew science overload right now. I hope you have some good cereal, maybe some coffee. Yeah. So um, again, uh, I like to go over the reviews on the podcast in a plain English technical deep dive. This is just an intro. So um, you'll have a whole week or more actually to digest this before I go into a deep dive. So please take your time, read it, digest it, learn it, put it on your pillow. And uh, when I talk with you next, you'll already be an expert. That is the purpose of education. Now, if you are listening to this episode and you are not a time traveler or you are not in a time zone west to central, up super early on a Sunday morning, the review should be available. If you're listening to the podcast and the review is not available, again, just go back to bed. All right. And when you awake, the review will be available. This is the full Nelson from Q. And I think you guys remember what happened the last time I published Q Silencer data. For those of you who haven't listened that long, well, you missed something crazy. <laughs> For those of you who didn't miss it, you know what I'm talking about. It was one of the most visible events in the silencer industry. So this time to um, help prevent that unnecessary drama that really is not good for anyone. Um, I have not informed the manufacturer that this publication is coming. Uh, so uh, Q will see this at the same time you see it. Uh, and this uh, this was actually the the that this was also the case last time. It just so happens that last time I tried to give a courtesy heads up, um, and that ended up being a mistake. Okay, so, and this is sincere. So, so here we are. Okay, this is how Pew Science operates now. Uh, it seems to work better when no courtesy notices are given. Okay, uh, this is the reality. Okay, and we we have the data to support this being the correct choice. Uh, courtesy is no longer given. Uh, th those privileges have been revoked. Okay, uh, that's that's how you nip that in the bud, right? You just uh, it, it ruined. They ruined it for everybody. Okay, so. Um, uh, Member-funded data, um, when it was released, it is now no longer discussed with the manufacturer ahead of time. Okay, That is what the industry uh, got themselves into. And it's not my problem. Right? Okay. Get some water. That's, how I, that's, that's, a, that's a zero tolerance now. Okay. So, um, I'm going to say something right now. And you need to really listen to it. The Q Full Nelson is the quietest silencer Pew Science has tested with subsonic 300 blackout. Full stop. Okay? That's right. It has the highest composite suppression rating. Full stop. All right? Now, are there some differences between the Q Full Nelson and the CGS Hyperion at the muzzle and the ear? Yes, there are. Is the CGS Hyperion quiet on subsonic 300 blackout also? Yes, it is also quiet. Is the full Nelson quieter? Yes. Overall, the Q full Nelson is quieter with, with subsonic 300 blackout from the minifix. Overall, the composite suppression rating, the overall score, okay? I have said that now several different ways to avoid ambiguity and confusion. Okay, I see a lot of people say things on, on the internet about what they say I say, and a lot of things people say that I say are off-base crazy and completely wrong and false than some things I don't say. So if you want to quote me, quote what I say. Don't quote make-believe things. Okay? Okay. Now, it is very important that I address one of the many elephants in the room. Uh, there are probably five to ten elephants in the room right now. Uh, it's getting a little crowded. <laughs> don't kill me. No. Um, well, let, okay, we'll start with one of the elephants. Uh, I don't know how many I'm going to address. We'll see how I feel. 
Okay, we'll just we're going by feel right now. Sometimes you gotta, you know, you you feel it, you're feeling good, your your face is tingling. You don't know what's gonna happen. Your blood pressure might be a little high. It's fine. Okay, we're just gonna we're gonna start with one of these elephants. We'll see what he has to say. I'm being very frank with you. The Q full Nelson, and I think the half Nelson too, are apparently being discontinued by Q. Okay, I recently found out that information. All right. That information has nothing to do with the publication of this article. I am not I am not trying to sell you a Q silencer. Okay? I do not sell silencers. I do not get compensated for silencer sales. I do not design. I do not manufacture. I do not sell silencers. Also, it's very important for you to understand. This is not a grand conspiracy to highlight a silencer so the dealers can sell remaining inventory. Okay, because I can already I can already feel people saying that. Okay, it's not. Don't even think it. Don't even say it. It's it's stupid. It's not true. Okay? Trust me. The reason I have I feel and, and it's crazy that it's come to this point, but the reason I feel like I have to tell you that this is not a conspiracy, and you guys are not actually some of you are gonna lose your mind right now when I say tell you this. The reason I feel like I have to tell you all this is because there is a silencer manufacturer in the last few days. Today is December 10th, 2022, and in the in the past couple of days, there is a silencer manufacturer who has accused Pew Science of a grand conspiracy to control the world. That's right. And I'm not talking about Q. Okay? Now, this silencer manufacturer conspiracy theorist who will not be named I will not name him on this podcast. I can emphatically tell you, if I told you who it was, you would not be surprised. Now, if Pew Science ends up controlling the world, it is not my intention. Okay? That would only be a consequence of objective and meaningful data and analysis being powerful. Okay? And for that, I am unable to apologize Okay, I will not apologize for becoming powerful due to something being good. Okay, that's not, that's not, I'm not sorry for that. Okay, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry for being good at my job. I'm not sorry for it, and I won't apologize. Okay, so remember that. Now, next elephant in the room I'd like to address is my relationship with Q, because people are going to ask me that, okay? One, I don't have a relationship with Q, <laughs> so that's pretty easy, okay? I haven't spoken to anyone employed by Q since the public uh, display of tomfoolery a year ago, okay? <laughs> okay, so so there's that, right? And I, I wish them the best, Sincerely, I wish them the best in their current and future endeavors, and I really hope that everybody there is doing well. I I really do. Okay? I hope they're doing well. I hope they, they had a great year, and I hope they have great holidays with and spend time with their families. That's amazing. Okay? I wish that for everybody. Okay? I mean that sincerely. I'm saying that publicly right now. You can quote me on that. All right? Now... The reason I'm telling you all this and the reason I'm giving you this disclaimer is because if you haven't read this review yet, you might not understand how significant the review is. Okay? I'm going to put I'm going to put this in in real context context and perspective for you with facts. Fact. Q advertised the Full Nelson to be the quietest 30 caliber rifle silencer available. This wasn't like happenstance uh sometimes kind of implication no this was like an advertising campaign lasting years okay um and i'm here to tell you that with regard to subsonic 300 blackout performance that performance claim is true (laughs) you feel me they're right that that performance claim is correct it's verified by pew science independently independently i verified this independently from q to be correct. Okay? According to my, me, me, Jay, talking to you right now, Pew Science. According to Pew Science, according to my testing and my analysis, 
their performance claim is true for subsonic 300 blackout of the minifix. Okay? So, <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. Stand by. So, given, given my public history with all of this, and all you know it, and the now 99 articles forming the silencer sound standard, that whole data set pedigree on the website, those 99 articles that I wrote myself, and all the da test data that I gathered myself and analyzed and, and wrote up, all, all, that, all of that, and, and given what you know from how the silencer industry works, I want you to ask yourself something, all of you, right now. Are Pew Science testing and analysis results biased by subjective or emotional phenomena? Let, let me ask you that again. Are Pew Science testing and analysis results biased by subjective or emotional phenomena? Am I biased? Is Pew Science biased? If there are any people listening to this podcast who think the answer to that question is anything other than a resounding no, you you need to do a lot of stuff. One, you, you need to do more reading on the website. Two, you need to do more listening to the podcast. And three, and most importantly, you, you, you definitely need to do your due diligence. Okay? You really do. This is public, dude. This is going to this is going to tens of thousands of people right now. I am I am I'm on one right now and I'm I'm not I'm not happy. <laughs> okay? In the, in the past week, I have seen written public accusations from silencer companies and consumers accusing the silencer sound standard and pew science of subjectivity and bias, accusing me of being a shill for an unknown silencer industry shadow government. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I got it in writing, baby. Oh, yeah. No, it's right. I I have... Yes, that's right. You heard that correctly. There is a manufacturer accusing me of being a shill and being part of the, the silencer industry shadow government. And they're not a small manufacturer. <laughs> I couldn't... Dude, I... Look, I'm telling you... If I wanted to make it up, I couldn't. That's how crazy it is, okay? Now, if these conspiracy theorists had waited a few days and seen this review, maybe they wouldn't have to take their feet out of their mouths, okay? But since I'm a nice guy, I forgive you, okay? I forgive you. Well, I forgive the public. I, I don't... I don't forgive the manufacturers of the dealers. No. I'll never forgive you. But I will forgive the public. That's right. Um, and and as and guess what? And you know what's really cool about that statement? As evidenced in this review, I don't have to forgive a manufacturer for their slander and libel to write something objective. I don't have to forgive them and, and do my job. Isn't that cool? See, I still do the right thing, always. No matter what, I always do the right thing. It's always objective. You see the difference between subject subjectivity and objectivity? When something's subjective versus objective, you see the difference now? Look at the review of the Q Full Nelson, and you, I need you to read it. Read what I say about it. Look at the suppression rating. And then I need you to listen to this podcast again or go back in time about a year ago and see and see if you think that I'm biased. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to learn today. <laughs> Freaking kids on the internet, man. You, you're going to learn. This is real. Now you understand Pew Science. This is real. This is real life. See, this is how, this is how real... Real testing and analysis by someone who's qualified. This is what happens. This is what you get. You feel me? I'm done. Okay. I'm done talking about that now. Okay. I wanted to address those points for all of the people that need more wrinkles in their brain. All right. Because at this point, I've proved everything I need to prove. <laughs> all right. 
You can't, you, you, can't, you can't be any more clear. All right? Now, you're going to have to stay tuned for the technical discussion, I tell you what. But if you do anything with this review today, this review, if you do anything with this review today, anything at all, I want you to read it. And then I want you to scroll down, and I'm going off of my rough copy of the review because it's not even done writing it. All right. It might not match the figure numbers. Wait, is that right? I think it's figure six. I want to say figure six. It's the one with, it's the bar chart with all the comparisons of the silencers. Look at figure six. After you're done reading the review, I want you to, even after you, I want you to go back to it. Okay, I want you to go to figure six in this review. The full Nelson is so quiet. And the CGS Hyperion is so quiet. On this subsonic 300 blackout host weapon. That some of the other silencers on the chart, they might make you think you're shooting a different cartridge. That's how quiet a full Nelson is on subsonic 300 blackout. Okay? That's right. If you put a full Nelson on a mini fix and shoot subsonic 300 blackout ammo, and then you put an energetic armament Vox S on the same gun with the same ammo and shoot that too, the response to your ears is it's going to be so different that not, not only is it a different sport, it's going to sound like a different species, dude. You got different, you got different DNA. You got, you got a whole different biome, man. It's completely, it's a completely different world. None of this, oh, they're all the same. Jay, didn't you know that all the silencers sound the same on all the guns? No, they don't sound the same on all the guns. That's BS, dude. They don't sound the same at all. The, 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 the intensity is completely different. The inner ear response is completely different to the, and I've quantified it for you. Okay? That's right. This is not even the same family. It's like apples to grasshoppers, okay? Look, the signatures are that different. Even if you put a wipe in the Vox, okay? And I say this in the review in writing, okay? I say it in writing. Well, I don't say the grasshopper part because I'm not a lunatic. But listen, in, in case you think I'm picking on the Vox, I'm not. Okay, look, I'm not picking on the Vox. I also talk about the Sonsico Omega 9K, and I even talk about the 300 SPS from Surefire 2, so relax. Okay? The Silencer Shadow Government is not here to hurt you. <laughs> now put your fetus blood in the Silencer Shop kiosks so we can build our former Form 1 Company clone army. As you are commanded. <laughs> Could you imagine? Look, that joke's a special troll joke for someone who will never listen to this podcast, but I just wanted to say it. Because that's the type of mood I'm in right now, and I hope they actually listen to it, and I hope they cry. Okay, cool. Now, in all seriousness, I'm a nice guy. Look, am I not Am I not kind? No, look. In all, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. It's fine. In all seriousness, I really hope this data helps people. I really do. I really do. It's important for people to have contextual results. It's It's so powerful. And when you see results like this, you can be assured that they are comparable to each other. They are comparable to each other. That's the suppression rating. That's what the suppression rating's used for. If you don't have a full Nelson, but you have silencers with ratings that are close, now you know what to expect. If you, if you do have a full Nelson, and you're looking at other silencers that have performance that's close, now, now you know what to try to look for. If, if you have a silencer on the list that is way louder, now you know that there are things out there that open up black holes for sound on certain platforms. Okay? And information's power. That's right. Knowledge is power. Contextual knowledge is all-powerful. Okay? It's all-powerful. That's right. Because it's true. Objective reality this isn't a dream. This is real. Okay? And one more thing I'll say before we do our deep dive on, on the next episode. One thing I'll say, and, and I really need you to hear this. This is subsonic 300 blackout. 
This is not supersonic 308. So as you know, and as you have learned through study, studying the physics that I have presented to you over the past over two years, the performance is going to be different with the full Nelson with supersonic 308 than it is in this review. Okay? Excuse me. And if you and if you think the full Nelson's gonna match the Hyperion or, or the Hydrogenel or whatever, um, and stuff like that on, on supersonic 308, you would be incorrect. Okay, it's a different it's a different sport. Okay, it's a different sport. Is it now is the full Nelson super loud on supersonic 308? Well, no, <laughs> no, of course not. But but you'll have to stay tuned for that data, won't you? That's right, do science. All right. I hope you enjoyed that topic. I did. Topic two. That's right. I'm, I'm done with that topic. I hope I really hope you guys have fun with that review today. You know, isn't that cool when like the timing of something just works out so incredibly perfectly in every possible way? Isn't that great? I just thought about that when I was going to publish this. I was like, man, what are they going to? I was like, man, I was like, man, that. All these people, yeah, I was like, wow, I saw those like conspiracy theories and people saying th things about me personally and, and my company. And I was like, man, they are, they sure are going to feel funny when they see this review. Huh. If only they knew, if only they knew that I tell the truth. Huh. If only there, were, there was a way to know that. Hmm. How would they know? It's almost like someone would have to publish all the raw waveforms from all his tests over 99 articles and they would have to look at it and then recreate it by using proper measurement techniques that people can do if they're qualified to actually measure, but they wouldn't be able to do if they shouldn't be measuring at all anyway because they're not qualified. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. What a perplexing, impossible thing to think about that's totally not Logical. Oh, well, I guess we'll never know. Uh, topic two at a time of 37 minutes and 12 seconds. Yeah, just the mysteries of the universe. I guess I guess we'll never know that, you know, only spoon-fed only spoon information for over two years. That's, yeah, let's just, like, make up stuff and, like, pretend we invented it. Oh, companies never do that, right? Sponsor companies never pretended they invented anything when someone else invented it first, right? No one's ever done that in the sponsor industry. That'd be like super uncharacteristic, right, of a company like that. Wouldn't that be super uncharacteristic for a company in the sponsor industry to claim they invented something when someone else invented it? We've never seen that from any company, have we? Because no sponsor companies ever lie. And we should trust all sponsor companies to do all of their own testing for public consumption, shouldn't we? Because they would never lie ever because they have no vested interest in, 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 the, in the results, do they? Ever. They're all honest perfectly. They could do no wrong and they have no profit motive. Isn't that cool that we can say that in a bizarro universe that doesn't exist? <laughs> Topic two. Some more listener questions before the holidays? Yeah, you bet your sweet suppressed small arms collection there's more questions. Let's do it. Don't have a ton of time right now because we're already 38 minutes in. But, oh, maybe I do. Hmm. Yeah, I think we can probably work it in. I think we have a little bit of time. Let's answer a few questions. Let's dive into the spreadsheet and give it a go. Okay. Let's see here. I swear. You know, a lot of people are going to be mad about what I've said on this podcast today. And I'm really done caring about that. So, that's what I do. Can't be controlled, you see can't control the truth. I'm going to figure that out pretty quick. You're going to figure that out pretty quick if you haven't already. Okay, let's see. Go into the spreadsheet here. Okay, let me get a drink of water. This is awesome. I love doing these. Okay. Last time on Listener Questions, this is the fifth solicitation, we left off on global question 306, local question number 15. And the question was, why can you probably not tune away gassiness with a high back pressure silencer? And that was a really great question. Um, and I went on to answer that later, gentlemen. Um, and I spoke about primarily the reason is because of the dimension of time. Uh, that's one of the, 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 the dimensions that we try to focus on here at Pew Science. 
Um, we talk about weapon locking and, and different uh, pressure differentials. Um, if you would like to learn more about the answer to that technical question, please tune in to the previous episode um, in which I answered it. And as always, remember, when you go to pewscience.com slash podcast, there are metadata tags with each episode. If you click on the listener questions metadata tag on an episode, which you can always find by typing listener questions as a search term in the search box at the top of the page, when you click on that metadata tag on any relevant episode, it will pull up all of the listener question episodes in chronological order, and you can pick up, pick up wherever you would like. Okay, now then, moving on, global question 307, local question 16, hypothesis on how different technology, flow versus polonium, etc., perform on 14 and a half inch plus 5.56? Man, that's a really good question, dude. Hold on one second. And the reason I remember it's a dude and not a, and not a woman is because I've, I transcribed some of these relatively recently, um, i.e. today. So when I saw that, I saw who um, asked it, and I, I think I know that guy. Um, he, I think he's a Pew Science member. So first of all, thank you, sir, for the question. Really good question. Uh, let, me, let me repeat it in a way um, that will fully capture it so that folks can um, digest it um, when you're you know listening in your car or whatever. Now, he's asking... Um, if I have a guess, an educated guess or a theory or a hypothesis on how the different internal science or technologies may perform when we move from the Mark 18, where you've been seeing them so far, which is the 10.3 inch 5.56, if we move, for example, from 10.3 to 14.5 5.56. So what he's saying is we're not changing much. We're, we're, we have the same cartridge. We have the same silencers, but what we're doing is we're moving um, and we're increasing the barrel length. Now, that also might change the gas system, da 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 but I'm just giving you his question. Okay? Okay. So, to hypothesize an answer, <laughs> we should probably break it down into both muzzle and ear suppression components. That's what I always do when anyone asks me a question. The first thing I go to is, okay, let me discretize the problem. Let me break it into two discrete uh, or uh, as many discrete pieces as I need to to understand the behavior. In this case, um, the, a simple way to, it's not the perfect way, but a simple way to do this, let's, let's, let's break it down into muzzle and ear suppression components. And that way we can kind of judge overall signature. Okay. Okay. Now. Thinking strictly about pure suppression at the muzzle, when you increase the barrel length of the Mark 18 by almost 50%, which is what you would be doing if, if you moved to a 14.5, to a right? If you went from 10.3-inch barrel to 14.5, you're, you're almost gaining 50% of barrel length. It's quite, lar quite a large change, right? Significant change. Um, and, and when you do that, the combustion dynamics change significantly, okay? They do. And, and they don't only change uh, due to you being further down the pressure blowdown curve, you know, at your uncorking event. They don't only, don't only change because of that. They, they also change because of the nature of the uncorking event. That's right, because it's not just a change in pressure. You, you, you got less unburnt propellant, and, and the blast loads are inherently less erratic. Okay, there's a lot going on, and there's a lot of barrel shocks going on in that barrel, too. It's completely different, different sport, okay? So, as a result of these differences, the input into the sensor is going to be so different that you might have performance scaling across the design types that you might not anticipate. Okay, you might not. You know, I'm, I'm not... 100% sure about all the designs, but I think with some designs, you're going to see a nonlinear divergence. You really are. And I think you're going to see the divergence in that some silencers might change places in the muzzle ranking. And that's, I know a lot of you aren't expecting that, but I think that possibly might happen. And that might throw people for a loop. 
you know, there's a, there's been some manufacturers, in fact, that have already they don't even understand why some ear and muzzle balances change on the same host. Wait until we move into different barrel lengths. Those people are they're going to be so lost that they need they, they need to start listening to the podcast and reading the reviews because I think the, the, the con, you know what's really crazy, guys. The consumers right now are getting so educated. A lot of you are exponentially more informed than some of the larger silencer companies. And that is, okay, first of all, it's one of the goals of Pew Science <laughs> uh, to, to raise the bar. But also, it's 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 terrifying. <laughs> it, it should really scare you. It is. Um, now, we'll see. Um, this would be cool to see. Actually, and you know what's really cool? I think 14.5. 556 is going to be a really neat test house. I'm think I've I've actually been thinking about it more. So now, sir, ma'am, uh, or no, sir, that's right, sir. I didn't mean that. Um a little deeper into your question. Uh if you want to talk about certain technologies, I think the polonium is going to be somewhat predictable. Okay? Um I, th I think so. I think it's just going to get quieter at the muzzle. Um so I'm just talking about muzzle still, okay? Now. Now the Flow 556K, because that I, I'm specifically addre uh, addressing these technologies because they're in your question. The Flow, the Flow 556K, uh, well, it's it's going to get quieter at the muzzle too, okay, uh, but it may not scale the same way. Okay, so look out for that. Um, uh, uh, another one that's going to be hard to predict is going to be the, the uh, CGS Helios QD or or a DT or Hyperion K. Okay, wild stuff's going to happen with that. I can tell you already from internal research that I already know that a Helios DT uh, gets, it, 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 it's it's like really unpredictable <laughs> when you change barrel lengths. Like it's like weird. So like there's just a lot going on in those silencers. And, you, and also just as an aside, just not to add too much to this answer, but just as an aside, you guys need to understand like the Flow 556K and like, the polonium and like stuff like that. Like those are silencers that are designed um, for like a variety of weapons. Uh, like even like it, th there are some silencers that are really, really specialized. Like for example, like a Surefire SOCOM um, 556 RC2, that's designed for the Mark 18. That's one of the reasons it performs so well on the Mark 18 because it's actually designed for the gun. These other silencers from, the, these silencers from CGS these things are are designed for certain guns, and CGS they're not like a really large consumer facing company. In that, a lot of the stuff they do is for like special groups and stuff, and those silencers are designed for to do certain things. And when you see their performance, that's purposeful stuff, like the you're you, you you might get confused and think that on the mark 18 uh you have some ecosystem that's showing that some silencers are performing in a di in, in a different way and thus they are performing worse or better than others and while that is true at a basic level if you take a step back and like more of a, a higher view and you look and and this will become more clear as we continue testing, you, you'll start to see that it, there's a lot more weapons than the Mark 18 and you got to be really careful making assumptions about how good a silencer is based on its Mark 18 performance when it is a complex design. And I'm not just talking about CGS. There's a lot of other companies that have stuff too. So that's why I think like some people are like, oh, let's do tuned Mark 18. And some people are like, let's do tuned 11.5. And while I think those are cool test platforms, increasing the barrel length like this gentleman is talking about by almost 50% to 14.5 and then tuning it, then you get a different ecosystem. You see what I mean, Jellybean? So you, that, and this is why we, we, we will start to see okay we we had this crazy sbr with secondary combustion going on from unburnt propellant that's a standard military weapon well what if we went 14.5 block two or something huh. you know what i mean and what are the physics 
that are going to change and the relativistic determinations. You see what I mean? Okay, one second. You know, you, you see, you see where I'm going with this. Like, like, what's the biggest data utility? We talked about, you know, I talked about why, why did I release the Q Full Nelson review? Data utility. Just like, why did I release a, a, the YHM Turbo T2 review? Why did I release the Dead Air Sam NS review? All of these reviews were paid for by Pew Science members. Why did I decide to do it? Data utility help the most people. Those sponsors are popular enough that I don't care if the the company. Uh, wants to fund it or not, they have to get to the public. If those companies are going to drag their feet and not pay, I, fine. Who cares? I'm not going to let the, the I'm not going to let the apathy or inaction by a manufacturer of a popular silencer stagnate the the state of practice. And in t- 2023, I'm going to kick that into high gear, and you're going to start seeing some more popular silencers because, frankly, I'm sick of this. People want to drag their feet and avoid helping people. Guess what? Not going to happen. Consumers are going to help them. They'll help themselves. This is free market. Okay, now, sorry, I'm a little amped up. It's the stimulant. I'm sorry, that's just my brain. Let's go on and talk about the signature of the shooter's ear. <laughs> now, what are we going to do there? Well, for one thing, what did we just talk about with the muzzle signature? Muzzle signature is going to reduce in severity. We know that physics. By default, its contribution to the signature of the shooter's ear is going to be reduced, isn't it? That's right. Propagation. What else, though? What else do we know? Well, the source itself is further away from the shooter's ear because the barrel's longer. That's right. That's two factors. Two factors. That's two factors already that show you the signature of the shooter's ear is going to be less severe. Okay? However, however, now we have the million-dollar question, don't we? The million-dollar question is how about the ejection port signature? What happens to that signature? Is it still so bad that the shooter's going to be handicapped to a certain at-ear suppression rating, for example? Like, no matter how quiet the muzzle gets, or how far away the muzzle gets, what's going to happen? Man, 14.5 would be good for that, wouldn't it? Yeah, guess we'll see, fam. Guess we'll see. That's a good question for 2023, I think. It is. I hope that answers your question, Sir? All right. Yeah. That's a really good question. I am so glad you asked that. You are a Pew Science member, aren't you? I remember you are. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. Uh, question. Uh, oh, check it out. Oh, my God. This is so historic. Okay, guys. We're going to take a second. Oh, get a drink of water. Hold on. Oh, this is, oh my God. This is, this night can't, okay, it's 11 p.m. Central Time right now. I just want to tell you how late it is when I'm recording this, and I'm not even done with stuff. It's going to be fine. I'm going to bed late. <gasps> Global question 308. <laughs> God's caliber. Global question 308. Local question 17. <laughs> we, only, we only get to do that once, okay? <laughs> how, how serendipitous. <laughs> The question is, can you discuss theories on mitigating um, first-round pop with different centerfire silencer designs? Oh, you know, probably not on the podcast in detail, um, just because, like, I don't want to give away trade secrets. Um, Just because, you know, I'm not, I'm not a bad person. Um, But... I have actually, uh, I have dove into this a little bit on the podcast, um, and I think I can talk about the physics of it with you. Um, Remember, the key to helping with first-round pop is ensuring that the extra oxygen fueling the combustion doesn't get to start a runaway combustion chain, and and then that chain run out the distal end. You want to stop it in its tracks. Now, what you need is you need some quenching geometry. Okay, either you got to cut off the propagation, either or you got to redirect it, or you you got to manage it in a way that it's unable to. Continue. Oh, excuse me. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> so sorry. Um, or you, what was I saying? Oh, right. You got to redirect it, or you got to manage it in a way that it's unable to continue continue in like gain speed, like gain gain run up. Um, you don't want to you don't want it to exit the sensor too quickly, or I'm sorry, too early. Oh, that's a good distinction. Too early. Um, 
Oftentimes, sir or ma'am, you're going to see certain blast chamber features that address it. It, So oftentimes it's done early in the stack. Um, Other times you might see that with a combination of like a holistic baffle design and features to address it. It really depends on the design. Um, Actually, it also depends on the combustion regime if we're getting right down into that. Um, I know I'm being vague. That's purposeful. I hope that little bit helps, though. I can't give you all the secrets. Just It's not right. Um, maybe someday I can do that if I stop Pew Science. And... What, what I don't want to do, um, just for, like, just so you guys know, like, you know when I tell you I don't design silencers? I don't design silencers. Okay? That's on purpose because it'd be a conflict of interest. And... What I'm not going to do is design sponsors on this podcast <laughs> because I know, okay, you, you feel me? Okay, feel me? Thank you for the question. It's a really good one, okay? I, I, I mean nothing by, I, I, I know that's a disappointing answer for you, but thank you, sir. And your question was 308, so that in and of itself should be very satisfactory to you. <laughs> question 309, local question 18 of the fifth solicitation. What is the hardest money, and why is it my new crypto Ponzi scheme, PPR coin, which you will now shill? <laughs> I couldn't even I couldn't even read it without laughing. <laughs> One second, sir, and this is definitely sir because I remember transcribing this, dude. What are you talking about, man? Let me tell you. Look, when Bitcoin first came on the scene, um, I do believe I made a Bitcoin wallet. I think I was in college. Uh, it was a long time ago. And and we were going to, me and my roommate, we were going to buy something with it. But I forgot where I put the file. Like, And uh, I'm pretty sure I know the password. If I could find the file. like I, if I, Look, if I find the file and there's a bunch of Bitcoin in it, now you know what to think if I disappear. Okay? If I disappear, I'm either dead or I found the Bitcoin. Okay, let's hope it's the Bitcoin. The, look, there will be signs. Like you, you won't know, but like you'll be like, um, <laughs> why is there, <laughs> why is there a belt fit? No, um, like it, it, you know. I, look, just so you know, I did not kill myself. No matter what they say, do not believe the science or shadow government. Okay, don't believe the shadow government. That's going to be a theme on this podcast now. We're going to we're going to talk about the shadow government now. <laughs> Every episode. <laughs> I'm I'm never going to let that company live that down either. Okay. Uh que- thanks for the question, weirdo. Um, <laughs> question 310, local question 19. Tape would keep t- oh, I can't read. I'm I think I'm just tired. Tape would be to keep out debris from your silencer while hunting. Tape would be... Oh, you know what? I remember transcribing this, and I was like, what? And I was like... And I I think I understand. So this is more of a statement and not a question. Uh, Sir, you are correct that tape is definitely good. It's definitely a good thing. It's a good method to keep debris from entering the distal orifice of your silencer when you're out in the field. Um... I think probably what happened here is because I got these questions and, you know, this is from an Instagram question solicitation. I think probably what happened was I probably asked about tape or something and this gentleman was answering my question. Okay. Because I know, you know, you can do, you can put some tape over the end of your silencer, some like, and it doesn't have to be heavy. It's not heavy tape, just like a light tape. And uh, people do that to keep stuff from getting in. And as long as it's not like, really really significant like i don't know a wipe um as long as it's not like that it's not gonna affect your accuracy appreciably okay so people do that and you know it's good to keep like water from like if it's like if you're sitting there and you're like your rifle and you're outside and it's raining or whatever like you know or you're there's a like really dusty and dirty environment like it might be a good idea to put a piece of tape with the silencer like I know. I know some military guys have done it. Um, I know I've done it hunting. I know some other people have. It just depends. Um, but yeah, so I think I might ask that question, or he might ask that question, or someone did. But it doesn't matter. Only on this podcast would you not only get me answering your questions, 
but you would also get listeners answering my questions and other people's questions <laughs> for the benefit of all of you. Yeah, we, we've just achieved multi-level question answering efficiency. Another innovation brought to you by Pew Science. <laughs> That's right. I'm going ham. Okay. That's enough. I, I, I'm, I'm running out of gas. And I got to get this review finished for you guys for the morning. So I'm going to go ahead and hi- highlight that row. And we're going to call that good for tonight. Okay. I love doing that. I hope I hope that those that little bit of technical talk helped you guys and you enjoyed it. I'm going to close the spreadsheet. Okay. Oh, and you know what? We just hit an hour. So this is oh, this is perfect time, especially for tonight. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to go into topic 3 at a time of 1 hour, 0 minutes and 27 seconds. Okay. Oh my goodness. Topic 3. Yeah, I just appeared on episode 149 of T-Rex Talk. That's right. Um, Isaac from T-Rex Arms, he do, he hosts this podcast. They call it T-Rex Talk. It's kind of kind of funny. Uh, we, you know, on that podcast with him, um, we discussed, gosh, we discussed all kinds of things. Um, uh, testing, farm industry stuff. Um, it was really a great way to end the year, I thought, going on someone else's podcast. It was cool. And I just want to thank all you guys for all the support. Man, and I was really honored. I was really honored to appear on the T-Rex talk thing, on the T-Rex Arms podcast. Uh, It was very nice. You know, I actually had a lot of fun. Uh, Isaac Botkin is the host of this show, and we talked for about an hour and a half. Yeah, we talked for, you know, it's funny, we talked, I went and he told me even his episodes are not that long, typically, overall, but ours was an hour and a half, which is typically around the length of time I do this show, so that's kind of interesting how that worked out, I think that's a pretty good podcast length, and so, um, we yeah, we talked for a long time about the science industry, farms industry, and something that Isaac likes to call the citizen defense industry. Which I think is a really neat term, I really do. And there's definitely there's definitely a growing contingent of private citizens who have who who have chosen to defend themselves, you know, and they've done so, and then chosen to procure proper gear, and then chosen to become extremely proficient with the gear, and then also chosen. That they've chosen to educate others and then build communities of like-minded individuals to then further facilitate the you know the proficiency on a proficiencies on a larger scale. And you know, you, you see it with the with the T-Rex arms folks, really. Yeah, and you see it, you see it with a lot of the communities like this, and it's kind of interesting. And you you know what? You see it, you see it with Pew Science, I think, even. Uh, a lot of you you folks are helping others through the effort, and, and those people are helping others, and it becomes exponential, you know, which is really cool. It spreads like that. It's exponential, and I think that's really neat. It's like a virus, right? But a good one, um, sort of. Now, another interesting phenomena um, Isaac picked up on was how the bar has been raised, and consumers are significantly more educated, you know, we're, we're kind of noticing that across the board, uh, you know, which is really cool. And he commented about Pew Science, and he commented, he, and, and I hope you guys listen to that episode because he commented about you guys. He was talking to, uh, to you specifically. He noticed how Pew Science members and readers and listeners to this podcast are so educated that, that they're able to clarify misleading statements by people autonomously without Pew Science intervention. It, he noticed it. He said it independently, like himself. It was really cool, and I was like, "Man, I'm so it's so awesome that he noticed that because it's it's totally, it's totally real." And you know, Isaac's not the first person to notice it. I notice it, and you know what's interesting? And this is you're gonna get a kick out of this. Some uh, manufacturers and anonymous inter- internet people notice it too, and you know what they do? Well, they call it a cult in the hive mind. And uh, what they don't understand, of course, uh, is uh, it, it is a hive mind, but they don't understand really what that means because it's a giant compendium of information built to sp- to spread to help others on purpose. 
It's literally designed like that. So like every time they call it a hive mind, it's like, yeah, it that actually is a hive mind. It's alive. And I made it alive. Created it on purpose. This is this is all by design. This is not like an accident, dude. Like this is this didn't just happen. This happened through consistent effort and purposeful design. Okay, this is orchestrated. Now, um I actually described Pusan's like Fight Club on their show. <laughs> I did. Because um, really, in addition to helping spread a message, it, it has decentralized cells that operate autonomously. And what they do, they educate, they equip, and defend. It's cool. It's on purpose, dude. I'm telling you. Um, now, chances, like I'm telling you, I've, I'm hearing it from my clients. Chances are, if you're in a gun shop, there's a Science reader there too, and you might not know it. Try it. I think some of you guys are getting secret handshakes, but I'm not sure. I don't know. If anyone knows what it is, please tell me what the secret handshake is because it's going to be super awkward. Next time the silencer industry shadow government calls a meeting and I can't get in to this meeting and they're counting on me for the blood sacrifices, first quarter 2023, I think. I think it's it's my turn to bring the dip or something. Like, you know, how you got to bring the hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> in all seriousness, um... Guys, thanks for sticking with me. I mean that. I really do. Thanks for sticking with this effort this year. It's been a great year uh, with so much good information distributed to the public, so much education, so much learning, so much great stuff. So to all the listeners, the readers, the clients, Pew Science members out there, you're awesome, dude. We made it another year. We did it. We survived. Despite all the industry tomfoolery, we made it through, okay? Um, I owe you a good technical deep dive on the full Nelson 300 blackout test. I promise that's coming. I will do it. Okay. If I don't get it to you in another podcast, um, in another podcast episode this year, I'll get it to you early January. Okay. Something tells me I'll be back with you before new year's though. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be here next week, but I'll, something tells me before new year's rolls around, I'll be here for you. Okay. So stay, stay safe out there, friends. I really do mean that, okay? Go and and look, go go check out this full Nelson data right now. Dude, go go check it out. Go spread it. Talk about it. Get wild. It's the weekend, man. You got time. You never know what's gonna happen. Education's awesome, okay? So until next time, friends, I will talk with you folks again soon. All right, bye.